Well, welcome to another podcast here at Crossroads Community Church. I'm here. Uh, I am Steve Hollis, and I'm here with Eddie Hammond, uh, our pastor here, senior pastor, and we also have a special guest. Go ahead, Eddie. Tell him. No, it's it's uh, Rich McPhail, my uh, Dodger brother. So he's, <laughs> he's not got Dodger blue on. He's sitting there with a bright green shirt on. Goes he's taking. These, you don't have your yellow shoes on. He's Only partially. Partially yellow. Yeah, he's, so. he's uh, taking his lunch hour to be with us here today, and we really appreciate it. And it's, it's a divine nice. appointment, actually, because I was going to spend most of this hour giving him a hard time, but he's here now. I can't oh, do I it see. while I'm looking at him. Yeah, That's why I showed up. <laughs> <laughs> I had to stick up for myself. Yeah, maybe we can pick on Doc Ellis. Maybe. <laughs> he's not here to defend well, him. He's too nice to pick on. <laughs> yeah, he is. I uh, was going to I was gonna invite him, too, and I thought, well, I've already oh bugged him last week, and, and uh, I only have three seats in the house. I'm sure I could find another one. Well, there is could, a stool over there. but come up with something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So um, maybe next time we'll squeeze four people in here. We'll, we'll see how it happens. But I've seen uh, Doc Ellis. His father today. Oh yeah, to the uh, catty corner. He's a good guy. I tell you. Yeah. Well, it's glad. I'm super glad to have you both here today with me, and and uh, getting in, involved in this podcast as we uh, talk about last week and and this week to come, and and the craziness of of the weather that's going on right now. I think it's supposed to be 50 today, is it, or tomorrow? Tomorrow. 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 And then it's supposed to drop. Yeah, so we're doing that roller coaster. Yeah. Muddy and messy. Yeah. So uh, I told I told Rich, I said, well, I'm supposed to be going sledding on uh, tubing on Saturday. And he looked at me, kind of did a double take, and he says, where in the world Steve? And I said, well, Paoli's got fake snow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Paoli, uh, Indiana, we're going to, we've got the a 2 The ground is muddy slot. and messy, but not near as muddy and messy as it is in our national capital. So I'm not going to get into that. Today, yeah. But that's how I see it. Yeah, I see. Yeah, a little. Amen. <laughs> We've got uh, some things to heal from, don't we? For sure. And, and in the sense of just how everything's coming uh, from one, one side to the other side. And, and I think uh, it was put this way. The Eagles, the Eagles have two wings, a right wing and a left wing. Yeah. And they can't fly with just one. Yeah. So let's just pray for our unity, and uh, as we move towards um, uh, the the nation being in or uh, unified, that uh, we just pray for God's will to be done. And and um, well, it's going to take the Holy Spirit to do it. That's right. Through people who's willing to listen to Him, you know. Well, so. and beyond that, and as I know that you both would agree, that God remains in charge, and Amen. He is on the throne. Nothing's going to take Him from that. And so, I. I sit there sometimes, and you know, you you'll read on on the internet just different articles, whether it be blogs or articles, and and you think that you know that those people are too far gone. It's the first thing that pops in my head. Those people are too far gone, but they're not. Right. That's you know, right. We 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 need to pray for them, and and you know. Well, that's that's God, true. God can step in. There are no people, no persons who are not unredeemable. That's right. That's that's a stretch, and, and, but but that's the first that's, thing you're that's, like. That's true. Wow, that's that's just that's just too far off. Center. And everybody's got a chance till they take that last breath. Yeah. That's right, and it's we have to remember that. Yeah, right? and yeah. It's, as you hear this, as we talk about it, just briefly here, um, I'm sure that you're both referring to both sides, and I. Oh yeah. Um, oh, absolutely. You know, I, and that's the thing. I've got friends that are on both extremes, yeah. and exactly, it's. 
It's yeah. it's unbelievable some of the thoughts. But. Right, and we come back to to First uh, John, and we look at uh, the different uh, other other things as as well that says reminds us of God's love and this peace. It reminds us of who Jesus is, and um, you know, back some time ago, it was WWJD. Mm-hmm. What would Jesus do? Well, and then what they've added here recently is HWLF. He would love first. What would Jesus do? He would love first. Mm-hmm. And so, as we continue on this whole process together, um, in our prayers for the nation, in our prayers for our politicians, in our prayers for one another on Facebook and, and in this community, and whatever the case, we lead with love. And uh, that's that's honestly uh, what we need to do. And uh, uh, so, good stuff. Well, as we get into this, and, and I do want to go ahead and get in, right into it, um, I'd like to go ahead and pray and, and uh, have us be led that way. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for these men that I've called brothers and uh, that they have a chance to come in to, to do this podcast with me here today. That, Lord, that this information, that the communication would be worthy of being sent out to those that are uh, hearing it now and that you would be lifted up glorified, magnified. I pray, Father, that Jesus will be uh, the one that is uh, reflected. And and we just pray, Holy Spirit, that you would encompass this room and uh, our thoughts and give us great wisdom as we go into this time together. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 I would like to interject that was the longest podcast ever here at Crossroads. Last week. It's not, I don't want it to reflect on who was doing the talking, but nonetheless, <laughs> it was, uh, like I said, I... I finished my breakfast and got into lunch while I was sitting there listening, so I just wanted to say that. So it was good, we, though. I we, liked that. We did set a record. That's the truth. Dustin and Steve do talk a lot. Yeah. <laughs> well. <laughs> well, on that note, um, last week I got a chance to talk for about 30 minutes up on stage. <laughs> so thankfully I had notes, but uh, I think I put it this way. Um, uh, I actually said to Pastor Kurt, I said, at the end of the, the day, I said, well, I, I didn't have a crash landing, but I almost overflew the airport. <laughs> <laughs> Was my daughter doing any hand gestures? Or no, but between services, like I that, did ask so. her. Uh, I said, uh, what do you think? And she, and she responded, she says, cut your stories in half. <laughs> and I said, okay, fair enough. Yeah. So it was good. So, But last week's message um, was called... Uh, hindsight is 2020, and then I kind of brought that in as the first part of the message. And but you then, had a message last year about 2020. I did, and so that's that, why I wanted to pull it in. Idea. Um, and then the the main part was ditch your thinking, but I also put in ditch your old ways of thinking, and uh, talked a little bit about that. And uh, what we're doing uh, with that whole process is going into. Um, getting a class going on January 27th. It'll be a nine-week class that's um, that's emphasized over the ditch method that I talked about um, that is focused on Scott Longyear's book that he wrote and um, had some real good responses from Sunday, uh, good responses in the sense that, that they want to dig, dive a little deeper. And uh, so let me, just, let me just tell you, ditch stands for this, determine the emotion, that you're dealing with, identify the I, identify the stronghold, truth the stronghold, 
with um, scriptures and the remind, remainder, the reminder that Jesus is Lord. He is over all of this. C, capture every thought. And H, hand it to Jesus. And um, went in that process of talking and using uh, two scripture passages, and I'll mention that, and then we can talk maybe a little bit about it. Uh, Rich, you were the one, you were one that was here with your family on Sunday, and um, Pastor, I don't know uh, to what extent you had heard the message, but I'll mention these two things. Romans 12.12 uh, 12 says this, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. And then I also use 2 Corinthians 10.5, which says, We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. And um, and in that, that whole process, I just brought it together um, in the sense that we need to be actively um, aware of what's going on with ourselves. Uh, the emotions, um, I handed out a card in the bulletin and on, they were on the tables. Um, and it had eight of the emotions on there and I had, had everybody rank them. Uh, took some time to do that. And uh, those are these uh, emotions. Anger, annoyance, sadness, guilt, fear and anxiety, discouragement, apathy, and disappointment. And I had them rank them between zero and ten, zero being kind of like, well, you know, does that even exist? And ten being very extreme, like I am over the top in I, this emotion. I had all very low numbers. Did you? No. No. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> I would like to think I did, but uh, I did not. So we talked a little bit about that. You know, we, we kind of, I, I, I kind of shared that and brought that out. Um, what did you glean from it, Rich, um, sitting in here and, and just kind of working through some, you know, on Sunday morning? Uh, really going off, off kind of the, not the title of the hindsight 2020, but of ditch and, and, and ditch your old way of thinking. Um, Eddie, Eddie, uh, has talked about his past and the railroad and, you know, certain things that kind of, uh, that he had the sin past, you know, and certain things that when, when he turned his life over, they dropped immediately. Mm -hmm. and, and there are certain things that God helps you with that you just drop immediately. And then he's talked about other things where you have, you kind of slide back in the mud and you get out and then you slide back. And there's those things that have their hook and Satan, Satan knows these things and he works on you that way that he's, he's trying to pull you back with that in mind, you know, the ditch you're thinking, you know, as we said a while ago, um, the first thing sometimes you think of is the negative. Right. You know, you see something or you read something. Well, you know, you uh, the other day I, I seen a guy had uh, posted something or and this lady's immediately and it w it was not a negative post, but immediately she took it as negative as negative and mm -hmm. says, "Well, why don't you?" And he goes, "It's not what I said." Didn't he didn't argue with her? He said, "It's not what I said." It was a positive. It just wasn't positive in her mind. But when when you're talking about ditching your thinking, you know, 
when you were off that beaten path of walking with God, a lot of that, you know, drags along with you and a lot of those things. And, and, you know, that's, I have a struggle with certain things. And, you know, the first thing that I think of, like I said, well, you know, this extreme ultra liberal or extreme ultra conservative, they're nuts. There's no way they're getting back to God, but they can. Right. Because, and like Eddie said, until their last breath, they can always accept him and they can always come back. And, and, that, and that's one of the things that I really uh, liked about just, just that first title was just to ditch that old way of thinking. And, and, uh, you know, it's, it's tough. It's not easy. No, but, um, it's certainly something that I pray for every day because, you know, I, you know, like I off, I always say, you know, we all fight our demons, whatever they, however big or however small they might be. Right. But uh, that that one kind of was the one that really hit home for me was that just that first letter, uh, you know, without even getting past that, just that first part. I, I really, that's what stuck out. Yeah. Well, I think that the one of the things that that I really, um, as we started to work through the process, the method, I, I was reminded to mention to everyone that as we stay active in doing it, as we pay attention to the Holy Spirit, as He nudges us, as we are mindful of the way we do respond, um, that as we do that, then we can allow the Holy Spirit to get through the first layer, right? And so that brings us into identifying that there could very well be a stronghold there. A lot of times what we will do is we'll just focus in on the emotion itself. Ah, I got I to gotta deal with that anger a little bit. And we just like, all right, we got to curb it. And we might bump it. Like if we're a six, we might bump it down to five, maybe a four. And in our mind, we're doing a lot better. But that stronghold grabs us by the throat and, 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 and it grabs and, and controls a lot of the extra thinking. And so we're still got a base level of anger or base level of apathy or base level of worry, fear, sadness, all these things, annoyance. But when we go into identifying, okay, I've got to ask in, in, in the message and in the way that Scott's, Scott puts it, in his book, we have to ask the why to get to the lie of the stronghold. And it's interesting, as I've talked to people in the last three days, that doing that has opened their eyes to understand, I've got to dig a little deeper. i got to dive a little deeper. There's a stronghold. There's some lies that Satan have told me, whether it's in relationships, whether it's in the way that he, the way that we talk to ourselves, the insecurities, the way that we might have been hearing these lies, you know, what's my identity? Why am I feeling this way? Um, and so, it's been very, very interesting in all of that, and and um, I'm really looking forward to the the class um, and working through some of these things. Um, and so, as you're hearing this and hearing that we're having a class one. Um, if you're interested in it, you can text the word D-I-T-C-H, DITCH, to number 24251. 
We'll just text that word right to the number 24251. And I'll receive that on uh, the, the, uh, through the Internet and um, get back to you about uh, all the details. But also, if, as you hear this, be praying for those individuals that are going to be a part of that and um, uh, in the class to come. And I, I would really appreciate that because it's mm -hmm. going to be a big deal. So, Pastor, as you've kind of heard some of the things that we've talked about, some of the, the scriptures that we're using um, that I had used you know, for that message, um, is there anything that you'd like to reference? I guess to me it would be truth out of that. Uh, in this day and age, it's, it's like... Uh, you know, Jesus, when he had that whole discord with Pilate, the word, the, the phrase come up, what is truth? Well, mm -hmm. in Jesus' own way, he said, well, you're looking at it, you know. <laughs> right. But all these messages that we hear from so many places, and, and a lot of it is misinformation or half-truths or whatever, you, we, have to, we have to use the Word of God as our lens to view all truth, all in taking every thought captive, taking all these messages in, that's got to line up with the Word for, right. for me to really to buy into it. And I mean, I talked to men's group this morning, you know, half them guys quit watching the news. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't think that's a good idea. You want to know what's going on, but if it angers you, mm -hmm. you, want to, you want to throw a shoe or something through the TV because <laughs> you, you, you feel helpless. Yeah. And I think being in that state of... Being helpless is like Diane keeps saying; it ought to drive us to our knees. Right. Instead of venting yeah. and calling people names and getting mad and getting right. in arguments with people, we ought to just pray for them. Right. <laughs> pray for ourselves. Right. You know. Yeah. I, I was really. I'm not a real uh, angry person as far as that goes, but I, I just. I was just. Um, you, you get amazed at yourself. I was amazed at myself how these last few months have angered me mm -hmm. it really surprised me that i feel that emotion mm. anger mm -hmm. but it, emotions are are they i don't know are they the same as feelings uh, i had a pastor tell me early in my ministry he said feelings are neither good nor bad they're just there it's how we deal with them because can you imagine if we lived our lives just on feeling most of us sleep in every morning and not do <laughs> if i felt you know what i'm saying yeah. Uh, you don't want to go to work sometimes. You just soon lay around home or whatever. But yeah. we, you can't exist on feelings. Right. You have to exist on uh, responsibility, and to us, it's our responsibility to Christ. That should be our motivation. Right. But it, a lot of people, even the sad part about it, even with the context of the kingdom, that's not a lot of followers of Christ. That's not their first motivation. Mm. <laughs> it's what I want. It's how I see it, you know. So that if that made any sense, but that's truth. Yep. What is truth? Well, yep. it's Jesus Christ and His Word, and we've got to measure. And it's like you said in the beginning, uh, love your enemies. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like heaping hot coals on their head because they want you to get mad and respond, and then you tell them you're praying for them, you're loving it. It makes them worse, makes them more angry, uh, to a degree. But that's. Uh, that's that's right, and and you know you go into a new year, and I quit making New Year's resolutions a long time ago because you usually by the second or third week in January they're gone, <laughs> especially when it comes to exercise or eating right and whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, I I appreciate you uh, speaking, Steve, and I think um, I think that's a good thing, to be honest with you. And I, you, you, you do a great job for just starting now, man. I remember some of my first sermons. Gee whiz.
but short. Now the problem is I have too much information, almost. They were short in the beginning, like 10 minutes, stuff like that. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Where's the old lady when we need him? <laughs> yeah, God bless you. Rich. Thanks for interjecting that. But see, that's the that's the problem. Sometimes, after you get into it a while, you you I have way too much information sometimes, and you try to you have to cut that down mm. to a degree. Mm. So, well, you you want everyone to understand what you're saying. Yeah. And sometimes you want to over-explain it to exactly. make sure they understand it. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but. When, but still, when you've been around for a little while and yeah. have that, it's... Yeah. Well, and as we've said, or I've said a thousand times, as you, time goes on and we are in such a media overload, it, people's uh, attention span has started to shrink. I mean, really shrinking. Yes. That's funny. That's a tireless message, how to keep from shrinking. That's where we're going. Yeah. But it's, it, it, it is. Yeah. It, it just is. People's... And I have been places when I didn't speak, but you'd look out and people be would be brain dead. And I'm thinking, man, doesn't that guy see what's going on here? <laughs> I mean, when you see people, you you and they're not doing eye contact or they're on their phones or writing or whatever. You know, you've probably lost a bunch of folks. But <laughs> I think as a speaker, you you should at least pay attention every once in a while. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know. <laughs> well, as we as we wrap up this side of it, and, and to going into this, looking at this next weekend, um, that you'll be back and and pre- uh, and preaching and and mentioning what you've already mentioned, I think that that as we move forward, uh, and it's interesting that 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 in this acronym of ditch, determine the emotion, identify the stronghold, truth the stronghold. That's so important. But be very careful as you do this, that truth that, that you don't just get stuck there because then we have to be active to the next measure. Well, because apply it. Because yeah. Satan wants, he's not going to give up. He's going to continue mm-hmm. to hit us hard. And, and then we start to feel that freedom from the truth, and that's true. We will find that freedom. But like I said on Sunday, that's where we've got to finish it up with the C and the H. One, capture it. Mm-hmm. Capture that uh, every thought. Like what Second uh, uh, Corinthians 10.5 does say there, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. That's the last one, H, hand it to Christ, mm-hmm. hand it to Jesus. So you can capture it, but don't keep it. Yeah. Because if you do, it's like that old fish I talked about. It'll start smelling stinky, and uh, you're gonna be carrying that that trophy fish around, yeah. thinking, "I got it now. I, I caught that thing from the truth. Now I caught it. And it's gonna stink. It's gonna start spoiling in your life, and it's gonna turn you the opposite, and you have to start all over again, basically. But hand it to Jesus, give it, uh, give it to Him, who is the truth, uh, and uh, and realize that you can just give it up. So, um, Pastor, as we finish up with that, and roll into this next week how to keep from shrinking uh go ahead and, and transition well, it, into it, that right uh, now i'm starting a series on the title of the series is 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 faith the key to survival and as we go on in life and get into this next two year and the uh the things that we have in front of us uh it, it's it's really important that our faith continue to grow uh i'm gonna <laughs> i put a disclaimer in the in the uh, the first part about doctors and nurses and 
because I'm starting to talk about who likes to sit around waiting in a doctor's office. <laughs> and, and then I'm going to I'm going to get on doctors a little bit. So it, it's Man, like I guess it is not it's it, not a bad thing that Doc wasn't here today. Then. So yeah. You, you ever have a doctor say this is going to be a little uncomfortable or a little pinch. You better hang on to your table because it's it, it's going to be it's you're, you're going to feel a little pressure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, little pressure. Yeah, that's for sure. You know, it's like when they tell you you're going to get a shot or something as a kid. Man, oh man, I that was a that was a bad gig. But here here you know here here's the point. Uh, have you ever realized that our walk of faith is something like it's like a it's a, like a doctor's appointment, you know? Uh, like our family doctor, God periodically calls us in for an office call, visit and subject our faith to a rigorous regimen of uncomfortable tests. I'm, I don't like tests. Most often we respond to those tests the way we respond to a doctor's appointment. We develop a case of the shrinks. You know, you just kind of shrink up. And then I, uh, of course, the old people will remember there was a movie when I was a kid called The Incredible Shrinking Man. And it t- he, every day he gets a little smaller and a little smaller and a smaller. And, it, and it's like that with our uh, walk of faith. Because if we don't strengthen that, it shrinks a little day. And we, we got mm. to keep it built up, so to speak, if that makes any sense. Um, James uh, gives us some great advice in James 1, 2 through 4. When all kinds of trials and temptations crowd into your lives, my brothers, don't resent them as intruders, but welcome them as friends. Now, how easy is that all to right. do? Realize that they come to test your faith and to produce in you the quality of endurance. But let the process go on until that endurance is fully developed, and you will find you have become men of mature character with the right sort of independence. And you know, and and here's here are the things that that test our faith. Uh, the text is in Hebrews, because that 11, 12, and 13 chapters. But uh, here in 10:32. Paul says, I think Paul wrote Hebrews, but that's up in the air. But remember the former days when after being enlightened, you endured a great conflict of sufferings. You know, I've heard, heard people say, and even in my own life, uh, when I came to Christ in those first few months or maybe even a year, what the attacks were like mm-hmm. of trying to change your life. Not everything, you know, there were some things I quit cold turkey, but some things I didn't, and I had to struggle with that. The term here in that passage, the term rendered conflict is the word athlesis from which we get our word athletic. The picture is of a grueling athlete, a grueling athletic contest like those exhibited in the Colossians. The writer breaks these conflicts into four groups. The test of others' tongues is how people say about you. How does that affect your faith? The second was the test of others' actions, how they treat you. We're talking about tribulation. The test of indirect suffering. To undergo direct suffering when someone is making your life miserable is certainly a test. Mm -hmm. I I don't know how it was for you guys, but the friends or so-called friends that I thought I had when I came to Christ, they they kind of they kind of turn on you when you you don't go drink with them, when you don't do this and that and the other. And then the test of losing valuable things. Uh, Paul said. For you showed sympathy to the prisoners and accepted joyfully the seizure of your property, knowing that you have for yourselves a better possession and an abiding one. We come to Christ sometimes and God asks us to give up things. And then sometimes in our life we, we do lose valuable things. How does that affect your faith? Right. Um, I think there's a lot of things we, we don't understand why God does it, but nonetheless we have to accept it. That's, that's one of the uh, tough parts, I think, in, in the kingdom. Is that whether it's a loved one, whether it's one of your children, doesn't matter. 
But there are valuable things that we hold value that uh, I think the scripture really tells us to hold on to things loosely in the whole scheme of things. Right. And the fact is when we lose people to the grave, if they are believers, we're going to see them again. I mean, that's hope, but it doesn't, it doesn't take that pain and heartbreak away at the time and for the rest of your life, actually. The suffering of, of those early Christians was similar to the suffering of prisoners in the Russian gulag. And I'm, I'm talking a little bit about Alexander Solzhenitsyn. Man, oh man, he, what he went through, but because of Christ in his life, he was able to endure that. His faith, his faith got, him, got him through that. And then uh, I end up with talking about the faith, the alternative to shrinking. And of course, here's a, you know chapter 11, uh, the definition. Now faith is assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. By it, the men of old gained approval. By faith, we understand that the worlds were prepared by the word of God so that what it is seen was not made out of things which are visible. By faith, Abel offered to God a better sacrifice than Cain through which he obtained the testimony that he was righteous, God testifying about his gifts and through faith, though he is dead, he still speaks. By faith Enoch was taken up so that he could not see death, and he was not found because God took him up, for he obtained a witness that before his being taken up he was pleasing to God, and without faith it is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. So here, here are four, five important truths that make faith vital. One, faith involves confidence and conviction. Second, faith always relates to the future. Third, faith has its object, things not seen. Fourth, faith is basic to pleasing God. And fifth, faith means focusing fully on God. So that's kind of where I'm going with that. Okay. Um, you know, and, it, it, and faith is like a muscle. If you don't exercise it, it it does atrophy and shrink up. So that's right, and we and we truly do need to do it daily. We, no matter the things that come our way, understanding by faith, we understand that there's a God that is still on the throne. We talked about that already. Uh, no matter what the circumstances hold, and um, knowing that this is a temporary place, heaven is our eternal home. It's not that we want to just stop it here, and that we don't have reason to continue to go on. But he wants to use us on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And through faith and understanding where he uh, is guiding us and leading us through this Holy Spirit's work, we're going to be able to be that reflection that he wants us to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, with with him talking about faith in the future, or faith, how, how did you state that? One of your five topics, yeah. faith is future or whatever. Yeah. We, um, we, we have to realize, too, you know, we have the book, we have the story, we have the ending. Mm -hmm. We know how it's going to end. There's going to be temporary, uncomfortable, temporary mm -hmm. pain. But in the end, we, we know how it ends. And, and that's where we have to, our faith is, I mean, it's good, strong faith makes you realize that, hey, I don't need to worry about this. This is all, you know, why temporary might seem long here on earth, it's, it is temporary. Yeah. And um, we've got a lot going on and, and everything, but you know, you just said it. God's on the throne, mm -hmm. and uh, we just have to turn it over. That's right. To hand it over, hand it over to God. That's right. And uh, that, that's where. Well, and, that, and I think is. that's where, in that vein, where our witness means so much. 
because we probably all know and love people that aren't in. They're not in the boat with Jesus. They're out. They're yeah. and that that's a pain to us yes. because we can't make them do that. We love them and we try to share Christ enough with them they, that they that they want it. But uh, that's that's the pain because man, there's tons of people I know that that's maybe walking on the edge. I want them to go to heaven, but yes. I can't make them. <laughs> uh, and, and that's like what Steve just said a couple minutes ago. Uh, you know. Why we're here, we're we're called to do His work. Yeah. You know, I don't know, I, and you know, I'm not a bi- biblical scholar by no means, but I, I've never read anywhere where it talks about you know, you might retire Eddie from the from being the senior pastor at Crossroads at some point in time, but that doesn't mean you're going to retire oh, not for the kingdom for the no. kingdom. I mean, till your last till your last breath, right. even though you know where you're going. Yeah. Uh, we're called yeah. to do his work uh, That's right. at, at all time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's, there's not the been there, done that. It's, you know, it's, it's continuous until, until we go home. Yeah. That's right. That's exactly we right. want others to go with us. Well, and I'd like to, I'd like to just con- combine the two thoughts last week's message and this week's message and to, to see the importance that as we do um, take a look and, and are actively uh, pursuing the uh, working with our emotions and working with these strongholds in our life and doing this through the truths of the scriptures as we do it, then it helps. And we, we know this, right? We sense this. It's not just for our own benefit, but it is for the benefit of those that are then receiving the reflection, hopefully, of Jesus. And they're not seeing a reflection of a of a scarred beat up something else you know and that's that's the importance that we go through this so that our faith is seen as a clear reflection of that of truth the faith of the gospel the faith that is reflected unto them and it and it those that then see it and receive it say i want what that guy's got there's something strong in him there's something strong in her. There's something that's that's not compromised. It's faithful. And that is not just us. It's who is in us and who we're reflecting. And that's how I wanted to just kind of wrap things up today. So, Pastor, as, as we do, why don't you have a word of prayer, buddy, and just wrap it up, please. Lord, we love you. We thank you for loving us and for being such a good, good father. And, Lord, as we think about what we've talked about today, uh, uh, Steve's message and uh, the whole ditch acronym and uh, our faith needs to be exercised Lord and build up every day uh, so it doesn't shrink and as we look ahead to uh, this year uh, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of challenges for us as believers uh, it's just the way that it is and I just praise that we rise to the occasion as we've talked about here this morning uh, that we might be who you've called us to be that we might uh, truly reflect you, Lord, to those around us in all of our spheres of influence because there are tons of people we rub elbows with that need you in a m- mighty way. Mm-hmm. And for all the listeners, Lord, I just pray that you'd encourage them right now and uh, just let them know how much you love them. And uh, as Rich said, we've all got a responsibility. Help us to uh, to understand that and shoulder that responsibility and, and, and shine like diamonds, Father, in your kingdom. We love mm-hmm. you, God. We give you praise and glory. We ask it in the name of Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks, guys, for being with me here today across the, the table and, and uh, spread out, etc. from around this mic. 
But uh, so appreciate, uh, Rich, you coming on in during your lunch hour and uh, sharing with us. And uh, it helps uh, us to have a a different voice in as well. And and, uh, Eddie and I, we like conversing for sure, but it's also nice to have a guest in. Yeah, and and he's my favorite subject to talk about (laughs) at podcasts. I appreciate you here looking at him. So I'll have to jot some things down that I want to say next week while he's not here. So uh, we'll go from there. But I I love you, Rich. I appreciate you, man. I love you too, brother. Well, well, as as we have wrapped this up, and thank you for listening and taking the time to do that, we hope that the words that we've expressed and have said will be an encouragement and will continue to be something that we uh, kind of just keep on working on and spurring each other on in this whole process. So until next week, I'd like to say thank you again, Rich. Thank you, Eddie. And we'll see you guys a little later on. All right. Goodbye, guys. Bye-bye.